0: Hi everyone. So, uh, welcome to the um, Good to Talk podcast with um, Student Minds. Uh, my name is Adam Foster. I'm president of Student Minds at Canterbury uh, University. Um, I'm just here with Ben Reeves, who is treasurer for Student Minds. He's a third-year computer, sorry, third-year IT student at the university as well. Um, today, we're going to be talking about um, this is quite a sensitive one. As we always say, guys, um, this. There's massive with these podcasts. Okay, there will likely be swearing and curse language. Um, these are off-the-cuff comments that we're making, and they are associated with us only. They do not on any we make. You please bear that in mind. Um, if you think even in the question, look at this podcast that you think might be offensive or upset you. Please do bear that in mind when we go from there. Okay, so the question of today is: um, How uh, how do you feel um, you can study, or how easy to study when you have a serious mental health
1: issue? I just pass over to Ben. What do you think? Yeah, um, yeah, studying can be affected quite a bit with uh, mental health issues. Uh, for me personally, it's hearing voices and, uh, suicidal ideations. So, um, when I'm studying, for example, uh, the voices can be quite distracting, I guess. And, um, that distracts me from reading, formulating thoughts of my own. Um, yeah, pretty much that. And like, it's hard to get a like cohesive thought pattern, um, about how I approach studying as well. Right. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: um, You've had this in, in terms of hearing voices, is it just voices or is there anything else to it? I mean, what, what kind of, if you don't mind talking about it, what kind of things does that lead to or does that kind of come into?
1: Well, with the voices specifically, um, they also bring back um, memories, like traumatic memories. Okay. And it disassociates me from reality itself because it sends me back to when the traumatic memory happened. Yeah. And I find it completely, like, like, absolutely hard to focus on the here and now because I'm back in that moment when the trauma happened. Okay. So um, is that a form of PTSD, have they said to you, or is is it something different? Um I'm still getting some diagnosis, so I'm can't say for certain if it's PTSD. Okay. Yeah. You're but, just, um
0: you're just baffling them at the moment, are you? Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. It's it's always an interesting one with um with diagnosis because obviously there's for most issues that somebody might have in terms of mental health. There can be so many different um, diagnosis and getting the medication right, obviously, can be an issue. Um, I know, um, personally, you were saying the other day that even the heat seemed to be affecting you in terms of um, these th- these moments as well, like being um, getting some air or not getting some air um, can sometimes be an issue as well. So it's, it can even yeah. be little figures as well.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: yeah. Uh, so obviously, um, you've had these issues in, tr- in trying to kind of connect back with your studies um yeah. so that's you know that's kind of hellish trying to trying to study at the same time especially for not to not to downplay anybody else's degree including my own because i'm not and I'm, I'm not doing the same as you um, but in something like it you um is a subject you'd think you really need to be on the ball with it um especially if you're doing any kind of um programming i don't know what kind of stuff you'd have in with it so yeah. um we found that it's is it the case that you still find it um, possible to study, but you've just got to really try. Or does it at times just, you know, completely destroy your chances of it, and you have to teach, talk to the lecturer to try and sort something else out? Is it like what, how, how,
1: how affecting of your studies is it exactly? Um, well, at the moment, I've got a few assignments that I need doing because I really, really cannot concentrate um, on my own. Um, I always have to be with someone else and that's not always available most of the time so um I've had to use my learning support plan um have meetings with lecturers say what's going on and um like I'm actually hearing them right now so I'm finding it a little um hard to sort of process my like what I'm speaking about but um any time you need to take any, you know, just, just say,
0: it's, you know, that's absolutely fine. Your mental, mm-hmm. mental health is more important than the podcast, um, mm-hmm. even though the podcast is more, is, is about mental health. But, you know, yeah. if, if you need to stop or anything like that, you know, just, just say. Um, okay. So have they been getting worse recently then or is it just when it's stressful situations like this might be a little bit
1: stressful? Um, it's worse, but not as bad as it could be. So, in the past, it's been a lot worse than this, where I found the days would go by, like, with a snap of a finger, just because, like, I couldn't focus on anything. And it's almost, like, sent me in a dreamlike state, sort of thing. Mm. And, like, it's only recently, like, just going off the voices for a little bit, that I've started... um, visually hallucinating right Okay, yeah and it's like you're saying with um with the heat and everything once i'm outside in the cool um like it seems to get a little bit better but with the heat it just um yeah just makes it so that i'm seeing stuff seeing images that shouldn't be there right i mean hell i don't
0: like the heat but it reminds me never to complain about it around you um yeah uh, um, so is that, the images you're seeing now, is that, is that like you're, you're literally reliving those, those traumatic mom- moments again or is it just something different now?
1: Um, sometimes it's the memories. Uh, sometimes it's um, something completely new. So, for example, I walked past someone um, on the way to university the other day and, like, a few seconds later I caught myself staring at a wall because I envisaged this whole situation where they like took a swing at me and like obviously that didn't happen but um, it scared me a little bit and I found myself staring at a wall and okay. um, there's other stuff like um, there's blotches in my vision, uh, images of faces, just stuff like that really.
0: Right so it's, I mean that's because obviously everyone has a, a forgotten called now Everyone has a thing where they can see faces in nothing. But for you, you're literally seeing a face rather than the mind. Everyone has the uh, human trait to see faces in things. It was a term. But for you, it is literally a face. It's not like it's been like Mm. if I look at a wall for long enough, I'll see, I'll be able to, you know, create a mouth and everything out of it. But for you, it's literally a face.
1: Yes, literally just a face. Like I'll be going along my merry way. And then a face would just like appear in my vision. Like, okay. not, on, not on anything, just, like, appear in my vision. And like uh, even if I move my eyes and stare at blank space, the face would be there. OK, so was this um, was this a part of your
0: life before you started your degree, or has this come on since coming to university? Uh, since coming to university, yeah. Mm-hmm. So would you blame university for it, or is it just something you think was, was going to happen and, and university maybe was a catalyst, or... Or is it just, you know, a life type thing? You know, what what kind of, what kind of, you know, where do you feel it along that scale?
1: I think um, I wouldn't blame university itself, but the additional stress um, does bring it on.
0: Okay. Um, So it might have happened if you ended up in a stressful job. It might have happened. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Right. So in that case, if you had been told um, before university, if, if somebody had been able to give you like a magic eight ball type thing and just said, you know, within a year or two of going to university, the stress will do this to you. You know, you're still going to make it to the other end. So, you know, yeah. you're still going to get your degree. Everything's going to, you know, you, you, you're going to do it. Um, mm-hmm. You're going to make friends. Everything's going to be fine. Well, as much as it can be. But this will be part of you if you go to university, would you, do you think you still would have gone to
1: university? Um, well, no, me, I probably would have done, but I would, would have been better prepared. Okay, Do so you set something up? Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, okay, well, I mean, that's, I think that's good to, to think about, um, really. It's, but then, I suppose it's a bit like, I remember um, a documentary a few years ago with Stephen Fry when he was talking to people that had bipolar. Disorder, and he said, um, he asked so many of them, and almost all of them said that they would rather they would, they would not have um, got rid of their bipolar because at times it, it made them who they were. So, is that yeah. is that kind of how you feel that it, it, it makes you who you are, or the challenges of it are gonna, are gonna be something that pushes you, or is it just that you know I've got this and I could have got this at any time? it's better now than later? Or, or is there is there a reason that you think you would have just carried on?
1: Um, well, it's a little bit of everything you just said, really. Um, there was a moment in my life where, because I've been hospitalised for this, um, there was a moment soon after I got discharged that I wasn't hearing voices. Mm. But um, I was born beforehand, and it did happen that I would end up missing them. So I sort of ended up, conjuring them up at first and they sort of became a part of me after a while so it's it's a little bit harder now to get rid of them okay i mean it's it's weird that like you say that
0: and the, the first thing that came into my head because those of you who don't know me guys i am a little I, well i'm a very much of a geek um, and i like comic books and i think of superman because there are points during superman's um background where he's lost his powers yeah. and he didn't hear Everyone talking anymore because, of course, he has super hearing, so he can hear everything all the time. And then he lost, couldn't hear it, and that drove him to like distraction because he was just like, I can't hear that, I can't hear the voices, I can't hear everyone. What you know, so it's it's, it's a bit like that. It was actually, you it was almost like, um, I suppose that's a bit more than just missing them, but you kind of felt you needed those voices there, or was it just simply that it was white noise that had suddenly disappeared?
1: Uh yeah, yeah, like um like right. I I have uh, trouble with loneliness and I I can't be alone and yeah. the voices sort of bring some sort of comfort, weirdly enough. Um okay. so when they stopped happening, I felt like a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety and um yeah, yeah, pretty much like Superman. <laughs> Yeah, I mean,
0: who's going to say no to that? That comparison. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's obviously it's not on the same scale, but I mean, if I don't have some kind of um, uh, sound around me, it will drive me potty because um, I, I like I go to sleep with um, a film on or, or something like that. So I suppose it's there's some, although very different. There is some similarity there as well. I will say, obviously, for anyone listening, if this is and um, those of you that know, I also have and do suffer from various mental health issues um the reason i don't specifically talk about them here um what uh, or in this podcast specifically one they're um the main one is a bit too personal at the moment so we won't go into the same as you know anybody that comes on here doesn't need to talk about stuff they don't need to um you know this we try and trigger warning people, but obviously does that as well. Um, I, I will reveal stuff um, when it's appropriate. I also don't think that on this topic, my issues are what I would necessarily call severe or serious mental health issues. Now, I know there's probably about, you know, 50 other students and members of staff that are currently screaming if they listen to this saying, yes, they bloody are, Adam. But I don't see them as that, and that's why we're not necessarily going over it. I will say, however, that um, in terms of voices, I have had that in the past. I didn't hear, when I say I heard voices, it wasn't like I was being told doing things, not like they were trying to talk to me. I literally, it was my name over and over again in like three different voices, um, just kept saying Adam. Uh, like I'd be walking to Asda or something, and suddenly I hear Adam like ten times on the way there. I was like what a fucking hell! And it was weird because at first I kept looking round as if like what you know what is it who who's there or something like that. I could have thought somebody was playing a trick, and it wasn't. It was just apparently there in my mind, which is always fun. So I mean, has that been a thing for you as well, or is it just literally they're actually talking to you?
1: Um, yeah, they're talking to me. They're suggesting stuff to do. They're saying. Uh, stuff like you're worthless you're never going to achieve anything in life but um it's always bad are they always bad voices uh always bad yeah
0: okay yeah. have have the doctors ever said that there's a possibility you could ever kind of
1: turn them around or is it just a case of controlling them it's a case of controlling them so what i've been told is to even though they're saying these bad things is to treat them as I would a friend. So you wouldn't tell a friend to say, shut the F up and go away. You'd tell them to you know, please stop. I need a moment. And then i right, do that.
0: And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm a bit harsh. Maybe that's why those three voices never came back. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, okay. So it's more So that they've kind of advised you that you should almost I suppose because I'm I'm only you know um I'm only guessing at this but I'm I'm guessing that there's that's more because if you were aggressive to the voices that's being aggressive to yourself and so it's it it, it almost makes it could almost potentially make the problem worse whereas if you're yeah. trying to reason with the voices it's reasoning with yourself and so I suppose that's that's the rationale I would assume yeah, um yeah okay so um in, in terms of um if you knew somebody else that had severe mental health issues um i know i mean we have we won't mention who it is here um but obviously we both have a mutual friend who has also suffered from quite severe mental health issues um and it's continued at university and, and studies um but would you if you knew somebody that was planning to come to university or come back from university or if it you know a mature student that thought i I, I need something to, to, to do um would you advise them that study is a good thing that it might help or would you say you know similar to what you were saying earlier for yourself would you say you know get everything sorted as much as you can first and then study you know what how would you how would you feel on it would it be something that you would advise people study is study whilst you have the issues or you know what would you think
1: um Well, study can be a good distraction, like, at least for me. Um, uh, I've gotten a bit too much um, because there's a whole, like, backlog. But, um, yeah, um, I would say get things sorted as much as possible before you go to university. That way you know your weaknesses, you know your strengths, and you know how to deal with stress a lot more effectively. Okay.
0: So when you say knowing your weaknesses and your strengths, is that also so that you can kind of combat those voices with that? For you, just yeah. purely on, on your, your form of mental, mental health issues. Is that for you, it would be, if you know your strengths and your weaknesses, that you can kind of, you can say to your voices, well, actually, you know, I did pretty well at this last time. Is it, is it that or is it just just so that you're organized? Kind of what, what way are you looking at it?
1: yes um sort of to more ground yourself and um sorry i'm getting a bit distracted here um don't, no, don't have to push yourself you don't need to okay <laughs> um uh, so i completely yeah. forgot what i was going to say so uh, for you um
0: study is can be a good distraction and, and grounding yourself is Is kind of um a good thing for everyone. Um okay, cool. I mean I would I would say similar. I have um again, those of you that are listening that know my history with um study, um that I am literally pretty much known as the eternal student. Um and I have absolutely used study as a um a distraction for me when I've had um, Serious bouts of mental health issues. Um, You know, I've I've I never um, quite um, got taken into um, any specific any hospital for a specific amount of time, Um, but I was held under the mental health act several years ago, Um, and you know, I've I've had my um, dalliances with with um, the NHS and things over this, Um, but obviously. I used study as a kind of, no, 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 right, let's just do this. If I get this degree, I've got something to do. You know, it's why I do 50,000 things, because if I have all that to do, I don't have time to think about anything else that I'm thinking about, um, which is that. And by the way, anyone listening, I'm not saying that's a good idea, um, because at some point, potentially, you will burn out. Um you may not. You may just be able to carry on. You know, there's plenty of people. Brian Blessed seems to continue doing about 50,000 things. He's in his 70s now. So, um, you know, you won't necessarily burn out, but there is definitely the issue of that. So it's not something I would advise doing. But from my point of view, similar to what Ben said, I would say, yeah, it, it can help. It can be a good distraction. Um, so um, for you, how has the university been with you then, Ben? How, uh, have you found the university helpful? your study or have they just been useless have they been have they got better have they got worse where are you with with um kind of your your personal thing with study
1: um well the first year was because I didn't set anything up it was horrendous like I didn't have a learning support plan I didn't have anyone to speak to but um over the past two years it's gotten a lot better so I've got a learning support plan. I've got someone to speak to. I'm being sent reminders to hand in coursework because I know I can forget to hand in coursework. And then I've got um, lecturers who can speak to me, um, who I can speak to. And there there is some room for improvement. Like, um, I think, at least in my case, some of the lecturers probably don't understand fully the extent of how mental health can affect work? Well,
0: uh, they are in your department, but yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, it's, I, I think I'll just quickly mention there because you've mentioned it a couple of times, and there may be people out there that don't know about it, the learning support plan. Um, so anyone out there, there are like, um, basically there's, there's four different ways, if you're struggling with work, or you're struggling at university to get get ready for your exam, or something's happened. You know, whether it's um, uh, your own mental health has been an issue, or you know you're having to care for someone. Whatever it is, there are four different things you can do. Now you've got um, a self-certified um, extenuating circumstances request form. You can generally find them if you just put ECRF uh, CC CU into Google or for some of you, it'll actually be on your blackboards. Um, that one, you don't need to give a reason, you don't need to give any evidence, and you can do that twice a year. Okay, Those forms, self certs you can do them twice a year and they can go in and no questions can be asked. If, if your um, department does ask questions, tell them to sod off because they cannot. They have to accept them. Um, that's, I mean, they've changed even more in that favour this year because you used to have to say whether you had a cold or whatever it was. This year, there's not even a tick box, so you can have them twice a year. You then have your evidence-based, uh, oh, and also self-certs. That means that's seven days extension. So it's a seven-day extension from when the assignment was going to be in. If it's an exam, it's usually a deferral of some kind. Evidence-based request form, so um, acceleration circumstances request form for evidence-based this can give you 14 days or a referral um, a deferral sorry on, a, um, on an exam. For this one, again, you look at exactly the same places, but for an evidence-based request form, you need to have evidence. okay I know that sounds kind of self-explanatory, but the amount of people that send in evidence-based request without any evidence, it will not get accepted guys. It, it can't be accepted. If, um, But the rules and policies of the university, you send in an evidence-based you must give evidence. So um, for for Ben yourself, you could send in, um, you know, a medication, a medication or a doctor's letter, anything like that, and yeah. that is evidence, okay? A picture is not evidence. So if you've been in a fight and you've got severe concussion and a black eye, sending a picture of your black eye isn't evidence, guys, so don't do it. It won't get accepted. Um, so get that in, and people will help you as much as they can. You've then got what used to be... Um, They've changed. They've got a couple of different names. They're basically a um, a support plan between yourself and your um, program director. Um, I think they're TLRs or something like that. I think they've called them now. Basically, the idea is that these are short-term solutions to problems. Caring for a loved one. um, You know, your your mum's ill. Whatever it is, Um, and it's short-term, and it's going to be a it's going to affect a couple of assignments. You can do those. Those are worked out between you and your program director. There's no need for anybody else. That's all done in-house within your department, within your school. Um, you don't have to fill out any other forms, just have a chat with them and get it sorted from there. Um, that can be really useful for people that know they've got something short-term. or if it, I mean, it could be mental health issues that are short-term as well. You know, there's plenty of things that don't necessarily last for a, a longer period of time. And then we have what myself and Ben both have, which is what you've said a couple of times, Ben, which is a learning support plan. These are very specific. Now, the other things we talked about are not guaranteed by, are not guaranteed in law. There's no legal requirements. The LSP, the Learning Support Plan, there's a legal requirement for these to be listened to. They literally, it's a legal um, kind of almost a contract. The university is signing with you. For these, you must go to Student Support and Wellbeing in the library or wherever they can come and see you but it basically has to be one of them and you sit down and work out a learning support plan with them where there's going to be issues of where that can help you know what doesn't need to be talked about at all you know anything it is and this is done by the university and then your um department will be told now it's likely you've already spoken to your department and your school so they know about it anyway but they will tell your department and your school and that's it. It is the university who have done this. They've written it down into a legal contract with you to get these things in place for you. If you're in a wheelchair and they don't give you a desk that you can write at and they say you failed because you couldn't be there, that's bollocks. You have a learning support plan. If you have a learning support plan in place, you can deal with that. If you have issues in terms of mental health that you couldn't attend, the same thing. LSPs, if they're there, they can help you. They can help in loads of different ways. In- including extending your assignments. So those seven and 14 day ones that I was talking about, if you have an LSP, you can do that just by emailing someone saying, can I use my LSP to do this? Um, so then I, I kind of went on a bit there, but I just thought, because Fine. you mentioned it sometimes I, and I know a lot of people don't necessarily know that they're available or know about them. So I just thought I'd kind of explain them because myself, uh, me and yourself are there. Myself and you, that's kind of it. Um, we both have LSPs um, yeah. so for different reasons. Um, but also the LSP is ongoing. This stays with you for your entire time at university. The other ones are short term, have to be renewed, all that kind of stuff. LSP, if you do, it, if you're a foundation student and you stay on, it can go with you pretty much all the way up until third year. Potentially, they'll keep it on for your masters or whatever. So cool. it's ongoing. Um, but so you found that some some of your lecturers have a little bit of room. Desirably to understand what the hell they're doing, basically. Is that, is that the case with you, Ben?
1: Uh, yeah, so... Has it just um, been
0: bad with your, some of your lecturers?
1: Yeah, so, like, um, like some... Like, in the past, I've had lecturers try to talk me out of having an LSP... Like, not having an LSP, but using my LSP, using the whole like it'll bunch up assignments and stuff like that and like i've gone ahead with the lsp and stuff like that but it does cause me some distress but um yeah yeah (laughs) good but it's not the case that you're trying to
0: get out of it it's simply you cannot deal with it right then and they've just not quite
1: got it yeah pretty much
0: okay i mean this is something and anybody that knows about student minds we really want at least one person in every school of the university to be a uh, mental health first aid trained. Now the university will lie and tell you that everyone is. It's not true. It is not true. So we want a um, at least at minimum a one day um, specific higher education mental health awareness certific- uh, certification. That's what we want everyone to have done. The ones that you know two hundred of the staff would ever have done is a half day course that is not specific to higher education, is barely recognizable of anything, um, you know, you might as well just go and have a chat with someone. It's freaking useless. I mean, the one day course isn't fantastic, but it's it's specific to higher education, literally mm. higher education one. Um, and so we do want people with at least that one in every school because we found, I mean, we found from some departments who really should be at the top of this to be really poor at it. Um, I mean, we do have some departments. don't get me wrong. Some departments are actually really good at. It. I mean, um, not enough, not necessarily that they have the the um, the course behind them, but they've they've set up extra things to help students. So, like, I think I've, I don't know if I've talked to you this, about this, Ben, before, but the law department have a super Pat, which just sounds cool. I, I think she should have a cape. <laughs> um, so, because everyone, uh, hopefully, you uh, the person you're talking about that you can go and talk to is your Pat, is it? Uh, your, yes. Yeah, yes. It's, Sorry for anyone that's not understanding the PAT. Um, so, the law school have a super PAT. Basically, if, if you can't go and see your PAT for any, any reason, or they're not available, or there's a transition, whatever it is, you can go and speak to the super PAT, and they're kind of there for you on top of everything else. Which, I personally, you know, I don't necessarily always say, say good stuff about the university, um, but for the law department, for that, I think it's absolutely brilliant. I think that's a great idea. Um, I think more departments should do that because especially the person that's doing it in law in the law school i think she's definitely the best person for it and it just i think it really helps if if the students are there going oh that person's not available oh but i'm i'm literally in need now because i mean i don't know about you ben but i i don't really if i'm if i'm having some kind of episode of any kind the worst thing for me is someone going oh well there's this appointment then so you can come and see us then yeah and i'm like fuck off what do you mean? I, 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 one I need help now or I don't want to live to your um, to your kind of nine to five structure because I'm having a freaking episode like is that is, I mean is that just me I mean do you have the same kind of issue sometimes with that uh, yeah 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 definitely <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think the idea of a super pat, where it's just like, well, this person can't see me, I'll go and see the, the super pat, I think, personally, kind of, is a good idea, but, um, so is, hopefully, is your pat, is that one of the ones that you feel comfortable talking to, or is it one of the lecturers that doesn't understand?
1: Um, They're definitely someone I feel comfortable talking to at the moment, yeah, because yeah, they've, uh, I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> Sorry, oh, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely comfortable talking with them.
0: Yeah. Okay, that's always good because obviously the the worry can be sometimes. And I know for one of the courses that I used to have at the university, that my pat was fucking useless. Like I, I was going through some serious stuff. I tried to get away from this person. They were also program director, and so it was incredibly hard. And I ended up quitting and doing another course um, and actually transferring my course. To another university at the time um, to go and do it then uh, because yeah. they were so they just had no idea they you know their response to things was um well don't you think you're making it worse than yourself and you know this is from a path when you're going through serious mental health issues and, and external issues as well um yeah. so i ended up transferring that course to another university um because they were just like i, I it's very hard and i don't know if you have this issue as well that i find it very difficult um and this is this is going to sound sexist and i apologize it's not meant to but when your pat is female or if it's a female member of staff you're talking to because of my size and you're not a small guy then because of Mm. my size i'm always have to feel that i've got to reel in my irritation and annoyance because I'm frightened that I'm going to get in trouble because I've got angry because it's going to be seen as aggressive just because of my size. Because with this pat um, and the she was program director, she was about four four foot eleven, five foot, and I'm six foot two and a big guy. And it, there's always that worry, and so I feel sometimes I don't know, I, I don't know. I think potentially there's just a, a in my head. There's probably just a very old-fashioned, sexist viewpoint there, and I'm sure somebody will have a go for it, even though we've warned about trigger warnings, but anyway. Um, I think, potentially, there should be some kind of way of dealing with that, because I feel like I'm having to pull back on my own irritation, because I'm worried that somebody else is going to effectively make up a name because I'm a big guy. Um, because for this lecturer, I think they probably would, because I have no respect for that person whatsoever. So, I
1: don't know, is, is that something that ever worries you, or do you just not think about it, or is it not, you know? Um, it's not really something I've thought about, really, because <laughs> I try to hide, hide uh, my irritation line most of the time, pretty much. Um, yeah, so. Which, of not isn't, isn't necessarily the best idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, I mean... There's, I mean, there's going to be continuing issues, but um, I think we're both of a, a similar vein that, um, that you know, you shouldn't avoid study um, if you have serious mental health issues. It shouldn't be something that you, um, you know, reel against or say, I mean, because, I mean, if we look back maybe 10 years, 20 years, potentially even only five years, it could have been the case that you'd have gone well, I'm suffering from this. Or society may have said, but well, you're suffering from this. How the hell are you going to be able to do it? Don't be stupid. You know, there's no point you're going to university. Um, yeah. it's, it's one of those things I think every kind of generational thing has had, you know, oh, you're this, so you can't do this. You're this, so you can't do this. And it kind of keeps happening. Um, and it almost seems like having a mental health disability, it depends on, you know, whatever you want to call it, um, having a mental health issue. Um, seems to be the last bit of discrimination that seems to be okay for people Uh, you know it's just like well yeah don't worry about it but i think we're both of the same thing actually no you shouldn't you shouldn't have to restrict yourself just because you have these issues they're part of who you are or they will become part of who you are and actually maybe trying to kick in and deal with them now could potentially help you in future years when you're really fucking struggling um i don't mean is that
1: something is that would you agree with that or yeah definitely um i'd also say it's like remind yourself of what you went through as well just so and how you dealt with it as well because like with me um like yeah i did go through an episode a few years ago but um i got help uh, there was a way to deal with it um whereas now it's like i forget how to deal with it sometimes so, okay. so like, um, there's a thing known as a relapse prevention plan, and that's why I try, what I try and always consult. So, identify any trigger points, uh, how you deal with those, and it's a, uh, it's pretty much a like a diary, pretty much, mm-hmm. and that's why I, I try and set myself some time aside to either. Re- it or fill it out or whatever, and just remind myself how to deal with things a lot more effectively. Okay. I mean, is that something that was given to you by the NHS? Is it? Um. It. Yeah, it was. So, after my hospital stay, um, I don't know if they have one in Canterbury, but um, back in my hometown in Oxfordshire, they had something called a day hospital where you work on this relapse prevention plan. You work on like mindfulness meditation healthy eating and stuff like that and yeah
0: yeah well that's i mean i'm loving the fact that you just said meditation because of course i don't know if you i, I don't know if you've listened, listened to the last podcast before this one but we actually talked about meditation and, and how it could be helpful and i think you've been in one of the meditation sessions with me haven't you ben uh yeah yeah i have it's brilliant yeah <laughs> well the- just anyone listening guys to to follow on from last week's podcast one, if you didn't listen to the last week's podcast, go listen to it um, but also um meditation and and it can be helpful if nothing if you know if you've got no else to turn, sometimes just that something like that can be helpful um but okay, so is there anything that you think um specifically if it's a meditation class or whatever whatever it is, is there something that you think the university or universities or schools, colleges, whatever's the place of learning, do you think there's something that they could do for those that are going through severe mental health issues? Um, whether it's something like yours, whether it's, um, you know, bipolar, disorder, whatever it is, do you think there's something they could put in place that would, one, encourage people to come and study, you know, encourage people to not just disassociate. I mean, I think that's more for schools, you know, because people just switch off. And also um, that could mean that there's not that kind of stigma there. Do you think there's something they could put in place to try and help that? Any, any
1: ideas or? Um, a lot more when Mental Health Awareness Days for certain, yeah. Um... Actual awareness of the fucking flash dances.
0: Really... <laughs> have, you seen have you not seen them? Have you seen flash dances on Mental Health Awareness Day? In in um in at Christchurch, I don't think I have. <laughs> no, no. Every, two years in a row. Now, I don't know about you. I know there's be an issue for you, but those that have maybe social interaction issues or you know, social anxiety, two years in a row in Touchdown Cafe, a flash dance has happened. So out of nowhere, people have just got up and started dancing, blocking off various exits for that place and you know that's a fucking issue but, but yeah. in terms of mental awareness you are really screwing with people's anxiety if something like that comes out of nowhere i one i'm still not trying to, i'm still trying to figure out why the hell that's connected with mental health um and how they haven't figured out they're making it fucking worse i mean it's just the i mean i don't know maybe it's just me but I, th- I know that you've personally had issues with social anxiety. If you were in Touchdown, and out of nowhere, 15 people got up and just started dancing around you, would you feel comfortable? Uh, no. <laughs> no, so, it, not at all. I mean, people that know me will just say, no, I'm a money old bastard, right? But for you, Ben, do you think that's a just a stupid idea?
1: Yeah, like... For one, <laughs> for one it would just confuse the hell out of me. And right. two, like, I wouldn't know what... What would be going on? Like, I wouldn't know who to speak to, uh, or not to speak to, just in case you yeah. started dancing. I don't know. <laughs> but. It potentially could really kind of mess with your mind, if you, especially if you're
0: having voices and, and images. And so it could really kind of mess with, isn't it, it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry, I cut you off there. I was just, just, that thing irritated me. Yeah. So more, more mental health awareness days. Okay. So yeah. what? Just. What once a month or something or or
1: or like Um, more specific? Yeah, once a month. Once a month sounds good. Um, Yeah, and there's also another idea I had. Um, sorry, that's all right. So I know, like, like some supermarkets for like autism awareness, they dim the lights and put on soft music. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if that's something that's feasible with the university, but um, maybe at night time or something, like, for when, like, people like me who are, like, less sociable want to, like, study, like, when there's less people, maybe dimming the lights would help okay. in some way. Well, so, so, like, on one, maybe
0: one floor of the library, for instance, so that yeah. if, if, you're, if you're suffering then you could be like, okay, from from I don't know, eight eight pm till eleven pm or whatever, you know, the lights will be dimmed, this will be expected to be a quiet zone, whatever it is. Um yeah. like that, do you mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I like that idea. We, we um, may have to, I think I think the society may have to steal that idea, Ben, and, and lobby for that, because I like yeah, that. Sorry. Take it off me. Um <laughs> <laughs> because I know uh, uh, I mean I've come across that as well in in Folkestone where I am they have it um they have a, like a sensory awareness um evening for all the shops in Boobery place um with yeah. whitefriars in canterbury um and yeah it, it seems to work quite well they have it every year so that, I mean it's certainly something that maybe has to be looked at so yeah, I like an idea. Um, okay, so I think we've kind of—is there anything else that you wanted to add before we kind of wrap things up on this, Ben? I think we've kind of gone over it, and I think um, obviously I talk all the time. I try not <laughs> to, um, but um, do you feel that you've got kind of your points across, and, and so people might have an idea of things?
1: Uh, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. Okay, so um, I think all in all, basically, guys, um, don't feel that you can't study. Um, if you're suffering from a mental health issue, there are things out there. Whether it's an LST, whether it's um, you know going and seeing your your like a doctor, whether it's talking to your pat, there's always something out there. And as me and Ben have both said, this can help you for the future as well. It's um it's not something we really want anyone to have to go through. But if it's going to be a part of your life, then it's maybe better to try and take a hold as much as you can now, whilst there's a lot of people around you and a lot of people that can support you than potentially later in life um when there's not as much support so um anyway guys uh, hopefully next time i will be speaking with another ben um about uh, again a, another very sensitive issue um but i will let you know nearer to the time but uh until next time guys we'll log off there thank you very much for joining us and we will see you next week uh thanks guys